That's him, God. And so he said, they're encamped about you. So I'm telling you something. There's angels everywhere you go. Anybody ever, anybody ever experienced a supernatural deliverance? You know something had to be between you and that situation? Huh? I, I know just uh, uh, not uh, long ago, just of course, I had all kinds of things happen in my life, and you probably have too. And I know uh, uh, Ted Currington's uh, grandson the other day, had he got him a new Jeep and stuff like this, and he had pulled, and he, he was at some kind of intersection or something, whatever. And anyway, he pulled out in front of the car, and kind of like Cedric and Billy happened, you didn't pull out, but somebody pulled out in front of you guys. And you were driving the speed limit, which the speed limit was 75 miles an hour on that road. And they hit that car going the speed limit, and here they sit right here. Here they sit right here. Well, you know, you have to give credit to some, you have to give credit to somebody higher. If, if not, you're just ignorant. Don't get mad at me. And they did, because we went to, went to the hospital that night. And I'm telling you something right now. They, when that car hit him going 75 miles an hour, which he was speeding because it was a 50 mile an hour speed limit, but he hit him. And they said if he would have been just that much further up, it'd have killed him. Just a smidgen up, it would have killed him because it hit on his side and hit on there. And I'm telling you why, because I'm going to give my angels charge over you. I'm telling you, I believe in angels. Do you believe in angels? There, th- this room is full of angels right now. I-, I would love it one day if we was all sitting here and God just opened our spiritual eyes where we could see all the angels that was filling this house. But see, I don't have to see them. I know they're here. I don't have to see them when I'm driving down the road. I don't have to see them when my kids are going off from me. I know they're there. In fact, I thank God every morning for the angels of God that are encamped about us to keep us in all of our ways, lest we dash our foot against the stone. Huh? I believe they're here to assist us. As the Bible says in Hebrews, there's ministering spirits sent forth to minister for the heirs of salvation. Well, we're heirs of salvation, and they're here to minister for. Sometimes you're to send them out to do something. Angels, I dispatch you to go and bring in the necessary finances that we need to pay off our debts, to pay off our bills, to do this or do that. I, I, I send you out. This, why? Because they're sent to minister for you. Amen. You don't need a couch potato angel. Amen. Man, I, I, I got cowboy angels. You know, there's, there's some city folk, they like, they like to, they like to be a cowboy for at least a day. Man, I've, I've tell you what, I've had, I've called on my angels before, been out in the pasture trying to get something done and couldn't, couldn't, hard-headed horses or hard-headed cows, whatever it was, and I would call on them. And let me check real quick. I got 10, I got, got, I ain't got 10 minutes. Anyway, and I went out there and I had, I had three horses get over in the pasture with another horse, a Mustang, wild Mustang. That, that Mustang's a knucklehead and I'd give him to anybody that wanted to use a bullet on him. Now I'm sorry. Don't get mad at me. That's, uh, my flesh got up right there. I, I, I thought back. And so they got in there with him. And so I was trying to get them out and they were running over that pasture. There's 40 something acres back there and they was running like wild banshees out there. I mean, they were running crazy. I had two uh, mares and a, and a guild that was with him and they just ran around and I, 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 I here's, I said, okay, angels, I need your assistance right now. I'm calling on my cowboy angels. I don't know if they're city slicker angels and cowboy angels. I don't know why, but anyway, I call, I specifically say I need my cowboy angels. You don't want a city slicker in the crowd with you. Let me tell you, you just don't. 
And so I called on them angels. I said, angels, I need, those, I need you to stop those horses. I need to get them horses back over here. And I'm telling something, when I prayed that, here, as God is my witness, when I prayed that, them horses dropped their head and walked up to me. I put a halter on one of them and led them in that pen. That angel had her in a neck lock. So, so I don't consider angels just here to protect me. They're here to help me and to assist me and you. Thank God for angels. Hallelujah. We don't worship them, but we sure do like their assistance when they show up. I like to say it all the time when I, I leave the car or drive off from our home. We do it. We always say, God, I thank you for the angels that God's encamped about us in the front, the back, the left, the right, the bottom, and the top of our vehicle. You said, you got an angel under your car? Go look. He's holding on to the bottom. Man, I tell you what, some of my stupid driving almost has got me run over. And I would never announce that anywhere but in church. I've had people stop right at my door that I run a red uh, stop sign. Stop right at my door. They weren't talking real polite to me at that moment, but I didn't care. And I, I, you couldn't convince me an angel wasn't in between them. You couldn't convince me. I, I, I've watched uh, my granddaughter, Sydney, when she was a little girl at our house about that tall and a little slide, a little, and we always, we thank God for the angels of God for years and years and years over our kids. And I'm telling you the blood of Jesus also and all that stuff working together. But I'm telling you something. I remember she was in a little, uh, we had her one of them little old slides, a little bit that wasn't that tall. She thought she was doing something. She was sliding that far to the ground, but she had short legs. Oh, she was a baby. And she ran around and around that oak tree. She'd go one, go around that oak tree. And I was sitting there catching, going when she'd come by. And I looked over there and there was this copperhead. And it was in, and it was literally, as God is my witness, that thing was doing like, I mean, it was, it was like it was mad. I mean, it was striking like that. And it was like it was hitting a glass wall. It could only go so far. It could not. I mean, it, it, y- y'all seen her. I mean, she was running right by it going. I mean, I don't know how many times. And that thing, there's no telling how many times it tried to bite her and, and, and on the way. But I guarantee one thing. There was an angel, I believe, between her and that copperhead that was literally keeping him from biting her. God, listen, this works and this happens. This happens. We need to believe this happens. Oh, taste. And see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Taste and see. It means experience God. Experience who God is. Taste and see. Listen, you need to be doing some tasting. You Listen, I like to go places sometimes and taste things. See what it tastes like. Now, there's some things I'm not going to taste. But there's some things I'm going to taste. In fact, uh, I, I was uh, just the other day and, and uh, did her... Did her uh, Ditter Wagner, y'all know Ditter. We went to a men's breakfast in Hempstead. I ministered over there yesterday, and and uh, he was there. We're sitting eating at breakfast. He said, "I killed me a raccoon the other day, and we ate it." I said, "You what?" He said, "I ate that raccoon. My grandma cooked it." Now, how many of you grandmas want to cook a raccoon? No. This grandma won't. This grandpa won't. 
And I said, well, how was it? He said, it was good. And that's not the first one he's ate. So I'm not going to taste a raccoon, but I'm going to taste that God's good. I don't know why I threw that in there. I just want you to know, don't mess with dinner. Because I told him, I looked him in the eye by the unction of the Holy Spirit, and I said, son, you'll never starve to death. His mom and daddy has drove something in him. They said, whatever you kill, son, you will eat. And he's a hunter. And it don't matter if he kills a sparrow. He cleans it and they eat it. So if he had killed that snake out there the other day, he would have probably skinned it and ate it. I just want you all to know we got a woman in our church that if I ever go to the woods, I would like for her to be with me with a spatula. Just give her a spatula. Because she hacked a snake's head off right in front of the church with a spatula. That was Sharon Ellison right there. We're going to start calling her Snake Woman. I just can't hardly bring myself to get that close to a snake in front of its head with a spatula. It wasn't the first one. She's killed copperheads at her house with a spatula. With a knife. She reached down with a knife and cut a copperhead's head snake, head, snake head off. Yeah. Anyway, I'm, I've not got frustrated right now over talking about snakes. <laughs> he says, you got to taste and see that the Lord, He is good and blesses a man who trusts in Him. God is good. Why? I have experienced His goodness. And you have experienced His goodness. Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints. There's no want to those who reverence him and worship him and praise him. There's no want to those who fear God. You say, I got some want. Well, God wants to take care of them. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. This is in the Bible. They shall not lack any good thing. Who? Uh, those who seek the Lord. Just like he said in, in Matthew chapter 6, those who seek first the kingdom of God have, shall have everything else added to them. So there shall be no lack to those who seek the Lord. It says, come you children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is the man who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? He says, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. I'm going to tell you, your mouth can get you in more trouble than anything else you own. Huh? You got to watch your mouth. You got to keep your mouth from speaking deceit or speaking contrary to what God has said. The Bible says life and death is in the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You're snared by the words of your mouth. You're either going to be justified or condemned by what comes out of your mouth. So many times we don't understand this uh, about the power that's in our tongue. We say we believe God and we completely negate everything by what we say. Don't let all evil come out of your mouth. It says depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. God wants you to have peace, but you need to seek peace. I thank God for peace. You thank God for peace. God wants you to have peace that Mount Garrison around your heart and your mind. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous. Are you righteous? Then his eyes are on you. And his ears are open to their cry or their prayers. Do you hear me, God? 
Do you hear me, God? Well, he said, if you're righteous, his ears are hope open and attentive to your prayers. You don't need to sit around and say, I don't know if God heard my prayer or not. If you're righteous, if you're seeking God, if you're doing it, the Bible says he's hearing your prayers. I remember being in uh, Pocatello, Idaho. And, uh, several years ago and ministering there. And I just in my ministries as an elderly lady sitting on the front row on one day. And I walked during my preaching where I walked over there and I said, I just want you to know, ma'am, God hears your prayers. And that's all I said. And just keep preaching. And after the service, she said this, this morning I was talking to a friend of mine and I said this to her. I don't know if God hears my prayers. And so just right at that moment, I just walked over there and said, God hears your prayers. And I just went right on to preaching. You said, why did God do that? Because he wanted her to know, I hear you when you pray. But see, I don't have to have you tell me that. I have the Bible telling me that. I know that God says his ears are open to my prayer and his eyes are upon me. Do you see me, God? My eyes are on you. It's like Debbie that would ask me, Pastor, do you see me? I'm looking at you. I guarantee she don't have to sit around and say, oh, was pastor looking at me? Pastor was looking at you. Well, God's looking at you. When's he looking at you? When you lay down at night, when you rise in the morning, when you go to work, when you go home, whatever you're doing, he's looking at you. He's watching over you. Woo! Makes me want to shout a minute. Hallelujah. I know what Danny John says. If you said, if you'll shout, God will work it out. You shout, God will work it out. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil, so don't do evil. This is not, we're, we're not in this category. To cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry out and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. He's telling us again. Notice he wants to deliver you. The Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saved such as have a contrite spirit. The, 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 the English version of this, the, it says the Lord is near to those who are discouraged and he saves those who have lost all hope. I'm telling you, you need to keep your hope alive and know that God's for you. He's not against you. Verse 19 says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. How many of them? How many? That, that didn't leave anything out. I learned that in school. All is all. All is all inclusive. That means every one of them. You said, well, God don't know. Does he know I'm having this trouble? The Bible says he knows you're having the trouble and he'll deliver you from them. Glory, isn't that good? He guards all his bones, not one of them is broken. We know his prophesy and declaring that of Jesus, but I'm here to tell you right now, he'll guard your bones. Hey, amen. I believe God supernaturally healed Billy's wrist. I mean, working her wrist when it got all that messed up in that deal. I tell you what, you, I claim things like this. Amen. We've watched God heal our, our son's ankle. Uh, we've watched God heal broken bones, jaws, and stuff like that. And I tell you what, God knows how to heal, and he knows how to guard. Amen. Evil shall slay the wicked, and those who hate righteous, hate the righteous shall be condemned. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. I'm going to tell you, this psalm is a good psalm.
And God's for you, not against you. God's on your side. Amen. Amen. That, that, that word affliction means evil, adversity, bad, calamity, distress, grief, harm, hurt, mischief, misery, and sorrow. I'm going to tell you, God will deliver you out of every single one of them. Listen, I don't know what you got out of this today, but I'm telling you, you need to understand Psalms 34 is for us today. The Bible says in Malachi 3, 6, I am the Lord, I change not. And I'm telling you, he didn't, don't change. And he's for, he's for that. What, what David spoke by the Holy Ghost is still alive and well today for the body of Christ. Sometimes you're just go read Psalms 34. You're just read Psalms. Just start reading through the book of Psalms and reading. There's 150 Psalms and read them and realize a lot of those David wrote out of his adversity. And he was giving God praise and giving God glory. When he was dealing with emotional stress and emotional, he would say, soul, trust in the Lord. When you're dealing with things in your mind, you're to say, soul, your mind, your will and your emotions, trust in God. You trust in God. David said that time and time again. He says, soul, trust in the Lord. And I'm telling you something, we're going to trust in God. Amen. Father, we love you. We thank you today for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you for the word of God that liveth and abideth forever. You said you watch over your word to perform it. And God, not one word from you is void of power but it's working, it's activated. And God, we activate that in our lives. We thank you, Father God, for the glory of our God that's in this house today. I thank you for what you did at the beginning of this service uh, for the adults, those that we laid hands on, God, being healed and delivered and having peace and joy stirred up on the inside of them. And God, for our children, we thank you, God, that our children are blessed and they're going to continue to be more blessed. Father, as a congregation, as members of this church and as members of this family, God, we're going to continue to pray for our kids all through the school year. And God, for our, our, our loved ones and all the people that's a part of what we're doing here in, in Grosbeck, in this Limestone County, in this region. God, we love you so much and we thank you today for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your favor that you surround us with as with a shield. We love you so much, God, and we appreciate you for so much that you've done for us. We just want you to know today we love you. We want you to know we love you.